Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Festia Podcast. I'm your host, Manny, a.k.a. Frisky Hug. And today's episode, we have our first verified artist. We have Sam Wolf. Um, he is a techno DJ based out of Atlanta. He came over to Orlando to play at McQueen's. Um, we kind of hung out, drank some beers, and then we were supposed to record the episode before we got drunk and or hung over, but we ended up going to the hotel room and I brought all my equipment over to him. And I was like, bro, I know you have like an hour left. Let, let's crank this episode out. Um, it was pretty cool. Uh, I just bring all my equipment over there. It took me like 15 minutes to get it all set up, but we managed to make it happen. He didn't miss his flight. So we're all Gucci. Um, Sam Wolf is just a freaking amazing person, great human being, and being able to just ask him questions. And hell, he was asking me questions. Uh, and then just getting to know each other that whole weekend was phenomenal. Uh, but before we get started with today's episode, we are going to be doing our four shout outs of the week. Uh, we're going to start with our number one content creator. This one's going to go to Heather Goes, or I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Heather. Um, so I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name, your last name, but I don't think I ever asked you. Um, but yeah, Heather is a YouTuber. Um, she's been honestly nonstop grinding on her YouTube game. She just recently uploaded uh, the Okeechobee. I think it was like her day four vlog. She's been cranking out, you know, vlog after vlog. And kudos to you because I have been slacking as a YouTuber. And uh, I'm just like... I've been overwhelmed, but I'm really, I'm really happy that there are people out in our space still grinding it out and still uploading. So kudos to you, Heather. I'm giving you a shout out. And like I say in every episode for all these shout outs, everything will be down in the description below. If you want to go ahead and just check them out, um, her name is the same on Instagram as it is on YouTube. Okay, so number two is going to go to a DJ or producer, and this is going to go to Sev Aura. Sev Aura, actually, how I got like introduced to him was uh, as a TikToker. He was making like TikTok mixes and stuff like that, making like throwing out songs and covers that he was doing over on TikTok. And he just, um, and well, not just, but kind of just came out with a uh, uh, with a castaways cover song it's on his link bio if you guys want, want to check it out and then he also came out with a collab song with autocorrect i think it's called bring britam um so yeah sevora is a dubstep and rhythm dj he produces he's really good um you know so if you guys want to go and check him out he's also on tiktok and he's always just blasting remixes and covers all right, for number three, we're going to have our brand or company, and that's going to go to my girl, Gina. She just started an Etsy shop, so congratulations. Um, you know, it's really hard starting a business, and uh, she's been talking about starting a, a like a small business of just like clothes that she wants to like make and create and then sell it. Not because she needs any money, but she really just finds this as like a really nice hobby for her. And she just really enjoys creating these items. She likes displaying them and she just wants to make, like she says, like other girls feel cute, you know? Um, the name Base Baby Boutique is, is so her. Um, but yeah, that's my girl, Gina. Um, she's dating my, my friend, Julian. So if you guys ever heard some of my podcast episodes, I'm talking about my boy, Julian. Um, yeah, that's his girlfriend. I'm really happy for you for starting your shop. Uh, keep it going. And our number four is going to be to a friend or follower. And that's going to go to Kat Corey. If you guys don't know, uh, Kat is a close friend of mine. She has actually, she's been on the podcast episode before she was on thing like episode five i want to say five um maybe i'm wrong i don't want to say any numbers um but yeah cat was in the episode we you know we talked about the festival babe we talked about her it was just a whole episode about you know how she got started with doing the things that she does she's also the reason i am i even know sam wolf she introduced us um she like told me like oh you got to get like sam wolf on she's like you know you can let him know that like i you know you know me and then like that's how we started talking and yeah and then, like that me and sam i like you know hit it off and then next thing you know we're like in his hotel room recording a podcast episode <laughs> so thank you cat thank you Kat, for everything you do honestly she does a lot more than what i'm saying like she's always hooking it up making sure i'm taken care of she always says i'm taking care of her whenever she's in town but it's like vice versa as well i'm like she's always taking care of me like i swear um so thank you cat much love to you and yeah so we got sam wolf on the podcast um let's just get started yeah
Yo, what's going on, Revelers? So I'd like to welcome Sam Wolf to the podcast. <laughs> Man, so last night was amazing. Um, so for anyone that knows, Sam played at Orlando. He was at McQueen's. Um, and we were just talking about, you know, how hot it was. Because Dude, it was hot. I'll tell you what, I played for a lot of hot crowds. Orlando was spicy and they were very, very hot. But people are always asking me, like, why are you playing a hoodie? You're in a hoodie all the time. How do you do it in a hoodie? And honestly, I just thought a ton about it. It's like playing in pajamas. You know, you're behind the decks. You want to be comfortable. And I'm just like very, very cozy. It's like, yo, I'm hanging out in sweatpants. It's like nice and this and that. And then, you know, like uh, as you're kind of getting down and whatnot, you're going to be sweating no matter what. So I'd rather just have it be all kind of contained and you're in there. It's like feeling good. I don't know, man. It's nice and cozy behind the decks. Bro, I I was sweating my dick off, man. And like um, the first half, I was just like out and about, just getting drinks, whatever. And then like, you know, uh, I was like, you know what, man? I'm going to be fucking in the front. I won't be supporting my fucking boy. And I'll be hype as fuck. (laughs) Dude, you were getting so lit. I loved uh, you guys were putting up the the, the phrases on your cell phone. You were like, yo, I love that. I, I yeah, put one. It was like uh, play bad bunny. Yeah, <laughs> and I go like I love Sam Wolf, and uh, uh, what the last one was. And my, and my roommate was like, me too. Yeah, <laughs> the whole thing was mad. It was mental. But yeah, dude, play for a whole lot of crowds, and um, you can just tell kind of like before shows about mm-hmm. to happen, like whether or not you kind of pick up a vibe of like it's gonna be lit, it's gonna be crazy. I could just tell beforehand, like there was so much hype on Instagram, people were like getting really, really excited for it, and then all of a sudden, first Thursday show I've ever done. Dude, for a Thursday, man, Orlando gets down, dude. It's crazy. Orlando has, like, every day. So every day somebody's doing something, you know. And yeah. it's like, if you're not taking advantage of each day, you know, you're kind of fucking up. Was it always like that? Or was it, like, during COVID when or Florida was the place to dude, be? Dude, I'm fucking telling you, my guy. I just got here, like, two months ago. <laughs> Bro, you picked the right thing. Where are you from originally? Originally, originally, from California. So okay. I was going to be living in downtown LA, which is, like, where my sister lives. And, like, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to go there. She's get, She's, like not charging me rent for three months yeah. and like you know whatever and uh you know i know tons of fucking like famous youtubers there yeah, i was yeah. just trying to collab yeah 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 make it bill that's what we're doing right now yeah that's what man we're doing right now exactly man i'm just trying to like you know find people in my section of what i do right and i'm like okay i'm trying to like go in that section and even now i go to fucking like cali and people are like oh let's fucking collab let's fucking collab yeah. you know? like fuck yeah man and uh you know um eric my roommate he was like, bro, whatever your sister's giving you that deal, Brent, I got you over here, bro. We need you in Orlando. Like, this Orlando scene needs you, Mike. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I love it, man. I love it very yeah. much. So, um, well, actually, you're doing the podcast, so you go ahead. This is your yeah, podcast. Say, well, so I'm, I'm interested. So, like, had you ever been to Orlando before you came here? Or yeah, like, dude. You know what? The techno scene here, it's, it's a funny story. Um, I was in Austin a long time ago at Seismic, hanging out in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, I met some really, really cool people. I'm in the crowd, and I had my first Miami gig coming up. And before that Miami gig, I was talking to some people. I was like, yo, Miami's going to be sick. Like, bro, Miami's cool, but Orlando, I think they even said Tampa too, but Orlando, I was like, dude, that's where the techno's at. Yeah, I didn't realize it. Yeah, yeah. Last night came huge, out full force. Huge in techno. Orlando's yeah. huge. Um, I mean, just being here a couple of times, you know, I thought it was like based. And honestly, bass isn't that heavy in Orlando. You got to go to Tampa for that. Mm. You know, um, mm. just in Florida in general, though, you're not going to really find a lot of bass. Um, but I came from Colorado. Mm. So I was in the Army. Um, something yeah. you probably don't know about me was yeah. that I was in Special Forces in the Army. Damn, thank you for service. Doing the whole surgical shit that I was telling you about. Uh, That's actually where I got my training from. Uh, okay. And, uh, you know, I traveled around. So I lived in El Paso, Texas. I lived in Colorado. And every fucking place is so different, my guy. Yeah. You know, Cali was filled with house, right? Yeah. Went to El Paso, and it was just like randomness. It was like all sorts of random shit. So, and then Steve Aoki popping up. From yeah, a lot of cakes. Yellow Claw, fucking yeah. right time, playing there a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was a mix of everything. And in Colorado, it's just bass heavy, bro. Yeah. You try to fucking throw a house and techno show there, you're probably yeah. gonna fail. Well, the cool thing about <laughs> Colorado and the cool thing about Denver and that whole environment. I mean, so I'm from Baltimore originally. Mm. And I was very fortunate where going to Virginia Tech, turns out that's just a little hippie town. So I got to like get in and have some really cool, unique experiences of the small camping festival kind where I'm hanging around a whole bunch of people and you get into the wolf culture. 
And bro, you know, if you want to meme it, you want to make fun of it, shout out to like uh, Big Game Colorado Trophy Hunters, that Facebook group. That's a really funny one. But anyway, um, <laughs> like literally, I don't know, some of the craziest experiences of my life were living the whoop kind of culture life. And, you know, I make jokes and I say it, but I see myself as a business whoop. Like basically I had this realization where like, you know, once you kind of realize that we're in a system, you have this, you know, all right. So you're growing up, you're a kid, you look at adults and people in positions of power and you're like, okay, these are authority figures. Mm -hmm. These are your parents as an example. And then everybody has this moment where, you know, you could be a teenager, you could be a young adult, whatever you realize, holy shit, the people in charge, the people at the top, the people in government, your parents, these are just human beings. Yeah. And like and literally everyone these, with a crackhead, man. Yeah, so literally, <laughs> these, are, these are just human beings. Then you realize, holy shit, no one really knows what's going on. And we're all just here on this yeah. planet trying to figure it out. So then you have that moment. And then when you start getting into some experiences, maybe yeah. the psychedelic kind, you kind of realize like we're all in a system, capitalism, whatever. It is a system. It's produced many amazing things, but it, mm -hmm. it's a system. We're in it. And what I realized is, is that a lot of people, you know, in the culture basically are like, yo, it's a system. Fuck the system. I don't want to play by these rules. Totally fine if that's the thing that you're into. But the experience that I had in college was more so it's a system. I mean, I can't do anything about it. So rather than saying, fuck the system, I don't want to partake. I'd rather just learn the rules of the mm -hmm. system try to get as good at the game as possible in the system and just play and like kind of create my own reality within the system that we're in. So basically that's why I kind of joke around and say like, I'm a business whoop, but I really do want to push the music and the sound. I've been saying it since day one. I want a business. I want a, <laughs> a bass head. I want a bass head, someone who doesn't listen to techno to listen uh, to my shit and say, I don't listen to techno, but I fuck with that music. Actually, yeah. What's yeah. funny is yeah. the girl with the pink hair. Yeah, yeah, she was cool too. Yeah, yeah. So she's cool. never like been to a techno show. Mm -hmm. Like you were like the first, right? Let's go. And, and Jerry. And, 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 yeah, like, and, and, she, and I turn around and she's like, "Thank you so much for bringing me." She's Let's like, "This go. is an amazing fucking set." So that's literally your bass set. Like, I love that. She, yeah, yeah, she doesn't listen to techno. She doesn't listen to house. She that's listens to bass. Mission accomplished. She yeah, she play, plays bass. She listens to bass. She only goes to bass, right? So I'm like, hey, it's not your it's not your thing, but like I really think you'd enjoy this. And you were playing some fucking heavy shit, and yes, I was like, dude, yeah. I, I, at some moment I wanted. That's to start, what I like. Dude. I wanted to start shuffling. You know, yeah. like, just, like, control yourself. No, dude, do, do whatever, bro. I love. I, I don't want. I love my shufflers, dude. I, I because I low key. Oh man, there's so many stories I want to go into. But like, all right. So when I first started um, putting out music, I had um, so back going back to college, mm -hmm. tried to learn how to shuffle, couldn't do it didn't literally fall on my face but metaphorically fell flat, flat on my face i'm like all right there's just some things that aren't for me so shuffling's not one of them i think shuffling's cool as fuck so when i put my first song out like i uh had some shufflers do some promo for me uh -huh. and what i found from some of the people in the scene is that you know techno people don't like shuffling and it wasn't because of that but when i heard that i was like okay fuck that i want to do it even more yeah. Like, you know what? Like, no one's going to tell me what's not cool or what I can't do or whatever. So, like, I think shuffling's cool. Uh, so, I've been kind of on, like, a side mission the entire time to get more and more shufflers mm -hmm. into techno and whatnot because I fucking think it's cool. And I hate when people are like, oh, that's not cool. Wait, you yeah, fuck that shit. So, I don't want, like, some elitist asshole in another country to be like, oh, that's not that's cheesy or whatever. Bro, there's so many elitists in the EDM culture, though. Just it's in true. It's fucking true, hate yeah. it, man. Yeah. It, it, it's it's like the gatekeepers like oh well, we don't do that I, I get i get it from a perspective because of what i guess like the americanization of edm did to electronic music in a lot of people's eyes so i'm really fortunate to where like i got in in 2009 was the first show that i went to yeah. and so but my manager one of my best friends he's been who's that uh, his name's josh and he's been throwing you hear shows. that josh yeah <laughs> So he's been throwing shows in Detroit since 2000. He actually was partook in one of the original um, and the first Detroit Electronic Music Festival, mm -hmm. which like holds like a Guinness record or did for the most people. It was like 2 million people. It was free back in 2000. So, yeah, so he's he's the OG techno head. And so people in that generation and before that, like that really was underground. 
And then all of a sudden, when like 2009, you start getting into it, I got to see right before and travel that wave into the bubble of 2013, mm-hmm. 2014, when Big Room, it was some shitty music when you look back on it. And it's whatever, you know, like, rah, rah, rah. but fun at the time. So I could see um, a lot of people being like, yo, the scene that I grew up with was literally commercialized, mm-hmm. turned into garbage and this and that. So I totally get both perspectives, yeah, but welcome, yeah, gatekeeping, well, fuck this. But I mean, welcome to the evolution of everything in life. You know what I mean? Like at that, Excuse I mean, that, fucking gate, gatekeepers of the Nokia phones are probably mad exactly. about the iPhone. Blackberry, <laughs> bro. Where's Blackberry now? Blackberry didn't, they thought an iPhone was cheese, dude. Now bro, everything evolutionizes and yes. we as an EDM culture, we're not exempt. Exactly. I totally agree. I mean, especially look at the Razor phone, dude. Razor's cool as fuck. Razor's extinct, and now they got the flip phone Razor smartphone. Those, those the really technology was just waiting. Yeah, those <laughs> fucking flip ones. I, I kind of like you're waiting uh, to fucking break, uh, dude. I want to know about how you got started, man. Like, okay, let's start with this. Yes. How old are you? I'm 29. I'll be 30 in June. Damn. Yeah. So, all right. So basically, so actually, it ties into that story I was saying. So from Baltimore originally, um, mm-hmm. and then the first show I ever went to back in 2009 was Excision Death Sick back to back place called bourbon street opened my eyes actually, bourbon street man oh uh, wait well, no so the club was called bourbon street. oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. i know it happens all the time so it was a club called bourbon street in baltimore maryland can't do that man but uh but so actually it's a crazy story because the guy throwing and some people in the industry might know some names here but the guy throwing it was a dude named Steve Gordon, a.k.a. And he called himself Smash Gordon. Mm-hmm. And so he, shouts out to my Baltimore people, um, started, was part of Steve's promo. Well, basically, this was just a dude just like us who was in the scene throwing shows and booking these early dubstep acts, you know, Excision, Death Sick, Skrillex, mm-hmm. all the early guys getting to see, you know, I saw Diesel Boy, like, more times I could count. Um, but uh, so literally, he ended up creating Circle Talent Agency, and Circle Talent Agency, he then sold it to UTA for a lot of money. But Circle Talent Agency has everyone that like marshmallow. You know what I'm saying? So this is like a crazy story of a guy just like us throwing parties in Baltimore that yeah. created his promo company. They got cash out. And he's like literally the one of the biggest powerhouses in the bass music, electronic, um, you know, force in, in, in agencies or whatever. So anyway, I said I tell that story just because it's crazy how, you know, you, you, you do this thing right. And, you know, you, you put the work in and it's just, it's insane how normal people can make an impact on this scene and this culture. It's just a whole, I mean, everyone's a normal person. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Dude. That's yeah. a, and that's, uh, and it kind of ties into that thing yeah. we were just talking about. So you have that realization that like everybody yeah, is just a person and yeah. like, we're all just kind of figuring it well, out. It's true. And, but you know, what's funny yeah. is about, about that, you know, idea that everyone is normal and I get that. But sometimes some people value their time more than others, right? So yeah, I only have 24 hours in a day, even though we are both normal people, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to be able to make that time for you. And Facts. if you're not worth my time at yeah. this point, yeah. you know, you kind of like level yourself. Like we are normal, but we're different scales, right? You're in the scale yeah. where like you're not important enough for me to even, you know, say yes on a podcast. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I see exactly what you're saying and, and um, like the way that I think about mm. time, because we were just talking about this. So I still run my business full-time i sell boxes super sexy super glamorous but no it's amazing <laughs> because uh the, the the business that i do full-time has taught me how to interact with a team mm-hmm. how to manage a team how to work with multiple things it's extremely applicable to the music industry because you know i have a creative group i got a manager you have an agent yeah. you have the label you have all you it's all about managing a team. i didn't realize how much stuff takes into it until like i i interviewed the dubs of fbi girls and yeah. they, they literally just was like do we do this this and this i'm like oh my god there's just so it's much goes into it it's and like in, initially if you would have asked me last year i thought it was just the dj you know like the it's dj not, booked dude. all these you shows can't you can't in music production what i found and i'm always still learning i'm only you know a couple of years into it mm-hmm. but you just know i don't know what you can't do this alone. you can't do it alone even when it comes to music production i mean literally mm-hmm. one of the things that has helped me so much um, well, first off, finding a mentor in the beginning was beyond critical. But one of the things that's helped me so much is having a really good circle of people with different levels of feedback. Mm-hmm. So I have everybody from like one of my homies who's an amazing melody writer and he makes banging uh, progressive house. Shout out to Nick Hayes. If you're looking for some amazing music, check out Nick Hayes. He's the goat. I love him. But uh, to like my homie Carolyn, who is literally a high school um, orchestra teacher and she's a classically trained violinist and piano mm-hmm. pianist. And then I'll have 
people like one of my homies who doesn't know anything about music, but he'll give it to me straight. And he's like, this sounds like shit, but this is really cool. And then I'll have one friend who is always going to be happy about it, but because he's just a really nice guy. But if he really likes it, then he's like really happy. So yeah. oh, well, like if I'm feeling down, I'll send it to yeah, him and I'll yeah. be like, all right, he likes it, but I know it could be better. So yeah, man, I, I'd say this all because having a circle of people to bounce ideas off of is extremely important for any producer because we all get stuck. Everyone gets stuck. And then you need to basically send this idea to a good close group of other people who are willing to give real feedback to your music. Cause that's totally how you push a song from like here to getting it done. And over the finish line, I know any producer listening knows that um, you have a graveyard of tracks that were great ideas and you just couldn't get it over the finish line and finish it. And that's a very difficult thing that everybody falls into. When did you start getting like pretty serious about like music? Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> So this, again, a long story, but I basically went through some things in life where in college I was DJing a whole bunch. I've had Ableton since 2010. And okay. Basically, I was just telling myself all these bullshit excuses. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, why why am I not making it right now? Bro, yeah. this well, is like so important because yeah. people, there's so many people right now in this, in this state right now, right? They're making music and they've been doing it for a while. They're playing at all these parties. They play at all these small shows but they're, they don't know how to take that extra step to get serious yeah, yeah. and dedicate all their time to it and just go fucking full blazing. Bro, this sounds, this sounds cheesy, yeah. but it's so true. The difference is mindset. So literally all that it took for me was, I'm sure people have heard this metaphor before, but I burned my mental ships where like, there's that story about the guy when they came over to like conquer the new Americas. They burned all the ships and they're like, yo, we're either going to take over the island or we're going to die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Man. So like once I burned my mental ships of like, okay, like I think it was like 27 at the time, mm -hmm. like the time is going to pass. I don't care if it takes 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years or it never happens. I'd rather lay my head on a pillow knowing that I went for it and I gave it everything rather than, you know, telling myself all these excuses. I've been telling myself of like, I don't play the piano. This is why I can't be producer yeah and man and things. we all have those like mental blocks so true know? i've had so it true. not in music because i don't i don't make music but i, when I was like oh yeah. let me let me dabble on djing um but like you know i used to do video gaming and i you yeah. know oh, I, that's work, sick. I work for activision what'd you play uh a call of duty oh nice yeah, yeah. I said, well yeah you're in the military like oh, <laughs> boom headshot what's up i had like four, i had like my, my clan that i made had like four thousand subscribers on youtube where the montage we had a whole team that's sick yeah it was like it was a real thing and i got i think i got so scared and maybe i got i just was over it and i literally disbanded all of it I'm like i'm done i'm not doing this anymore I, just I got like i got so fucking in my own head and i was like i'm mm. like i'm wasting my time like mm. you know but i really wasn't if i really wanted to pursue it i could have so i I guess maybe it just got scared. So when it came down to EDM, I was like, you know, I'm doing the vlogging thing. I'm doing this thing. You know, and at some points, man, you may, even when you're making music, you get, what, like five streams, bro? How yeah. do you not fuck yourself yeah, with that, dude? Yeah, it's so I, rough. I get it. You so, spent hours on them. Dude, Why not days? hours, months, dude. Maybe <laughs> the, I mean, Red Reservoir took an entire year. I sat on that for over uh -huh. a year making it. I'm just adding more over yeah. an entire year from start to finish. And it, it's so, it, it'll yeah. fuck you up mentally yeah. if you don't get the I, the streams that you expected. You're totally like, oh, agree. Fuck, so, can, I, can I spend my time on yeah. garbage? <laughs> so one thing that definitely helped me a whole lot was that I wanted to make sure that before, and this would, would be one piece of advice I would give to any producer, before you put something online, make sure it's like good enough to get signed to a label that you like. Because the second that you introduce yourself to mm -hmm. the world, you know what I'm saying? You're yeah. like, it's almost like, you know, two lovers, they're taking their clothes off for the first yeah. time. Things yeah. are getting hot and steamy. It's you know basically what I'm your resume. Yeah, dude. You're literally like about to be like, okay, like, what are you, what's going on here? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the second you put something online for the first time, you're mm -hmm. exposing yourself yep. to the entire world. And the reality is, is that a lot of people, they, you know, this happened to me. You think it's really good you realize it could be a whole lot better. And if you're just patient and make sure that the first thing that you do really put online is good enough, because that's the second that people are going to start forming their opinion. About you. So if you're going to put something online and people are going to start forming their opinion about you and it sucks, then like literally all these people that could be fans one day are writing you off. So when they put that next thing online, they might just kind of skip over it because they're like, oh yeah, I don't. It wasn't that good or whatever. Yeah. And so you just got to take your time to make sure that it's at a quality level. That I think it's hard. It's so hard to say because it's so subjective. But a good barometer would would be a label that you like and respect, 
if they're willing to sign it, mm-hmm. then that's a good barometer for, okay, this is good enough. And, and this is when I'm ready to like launch the project. I guess. What is something like, what is about the hardships that you went through, like through this journey yeah. of like of DJing and producing? What's some of your hardships, man? That's a good question. So, and then tying back into, um, you know, putting something online and making sure that you have enough streams. I'm the kind of guy where like, I want to make sure that if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. So uh-huh. I've tried all kinds of different promotion, getting like the shuffle community in, making sure that you do like these kinds of playlists and like this, I've gotten scammed. I've done, I've, but... yeah, of course I've gotten scammed multiple. Actually, that's a funny story. All right. So, <laughs> all right, let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. So dude, uh, all right, all right. Well, I was, had a couple of those, but I'll go into this one. But at least you didn't get scammed. Uh, one of my buddies literally got his entire IG scam with, with one of those Bitcoin. Oh, my God. That's happening to everybody right now. But Dude, it's so no, 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 tragic. No. So, so the scam, the, the story, the scam story I was about to say is that um, there was a dude that I met. He came to an after party at my place, mm-hmm. and um, he was the tour manager for somebody. And I just, like, so very much wanted to get in mm-hmm. to, like, starting to, like, know, okay, like, I, here's a manager here's this guy this guy and basically he was like yo give me four thousand dollars and if you give me four thousand like i don't have time to i don't even remember the pitch but basically he said that uh you know i'm, I'm gonna take you on right now you know it makes sense you're not making it up money but i'm gonna introduce you to my connections i'm gonna give you this i'm gonna give you that we're gonna do this for your release we're gonna do that and all that's gonna be four thousand dollars and i knew the second he said that i was like my gut was like I think <laughs> I'm getting scammed right now, but I so much like wanted to get the ins and yeah. figure out like how to playlist promo and everything. And like I knew as we we're doing it, I was like, "Fuck, dude! Like, why? I should have consulted people." It's like very embarrassing to say out, but it's not really because, dude, it's just it's just live and learn, bro. So, anyways, after 100%. I paid after I paid the guy, like he just slowly started to fade, slowly started to fade. But the one thing that he did teach me a whole lot about. Uh, was basically figuring out and learning the right ins and outs for how to push a Spotify playlist the right way mm-hmm. and like running Instagram story ads and all that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, no, it was, uh, I always make sure because I've had so many hardships, like they're not hardships, but these stories of like getting scammed or whatever yeah, like that. Just bumps in the road. Man. Bumps in the road. And honestly, you know, one really important thing is that sometimes, you know, people will, will hear like, oh man, dude, I got scammed out for four grand or whatever. Some people will wallow in that for months, yeah, man. weeks, months, and they'll be pissed about it. And they'll tell stories about it. I haven't thought about that in years. And um, until today, I know until today, you just brought out like an old yeah, for the world to say, but anyway, no, it's a good, it's a good story. And, um, but I guess the, the point I'm trying to make is, is like, dude, I've had multiple things where like uh, I was in like a hedge fund. I had a whole bunch of Bitcoin, mm-hmm. right? 19 Bitcoin, not too long ago. And like, that'd be like a million bucks. And I gave it to this hedge fund manager guy who was like trading it for everybody. And he ran off of all of it or lost it all or whatever. Point I'm getting at, whether you're getting scammed by a fake manager or you're giving all your Bitcoin yeah. to someone, <laughs> like you do we're both. always, bro, we're always you hit. And the main difference between the people that are performing at that optimum level, kind of going back to that thing you're talking about, how much time you have, how much this and that, is that a lot of people will get smacked and it takes them forever to bounce out. Or it takes them months or whatever, and they always bring it up. And all that does is it creates this cloud of negativity that mm-hmm. is then your aura that you don't even realize you're projecting. And because the universe is so real with you are what you put out, then more negative shit comes into your life. I found that any time in life, you know, it could be something as simple as shoplifting when you're a mm-hmm. kid. And you're like, oh, fuck that. Yeah. Something bad happens. Dent in your car. I stole this piece of pizza from Whole Foods and all of a sudden, like I'm going to do my parking ticket and the fucking thing slams on my car and I get a scratch. It's going to cost $300 because I took a fucking $2 piece of pizza, like a jackass, like anything in life, like literally, if even if you're bending the rules a little bit or whatever, dude, karma always comes back, bites you in the ass. It just pays to be a good human being, literally. Yeah. You're just spreading that energy. There's so many shitty people and so much negativity in the world. Like, what I want to do with the music is literally just be myself, but by being myself, like I literally just want people to be happy. Yeah, you know, somebody was like, like, dude, like Sam's music is so fucking good. Isn't this? I'm like, yeah, the music's good, but like his fucking stage presence is better. This man is like ah. dude, I can't all right, <laughs> you're so, my vibe, my guy. I'm well, like, I'm with this guy all around, man. Dude, honestly, <laughs> like for me, 
Man, you know, so many people in techno when they're DJing, they look so serious. And I'm not doing it for an act. I'm literally just like having the fucking time of yeah, my life. A lot of times, shows. bro, a lot of times, like what I'll do, and, and I'm sure any DJ can relate, like all the time, I'm trying to, you know, get fancy with it and do it like a double drop here and all this crazy stuff. Mistakes happen. You fuck up all the time. Yeah. In the beginning, when you fuck up, um, it's very easy to like have like a oh I just fucked up look on my face mm-hmm. and you're like oh fuck and then like you were smiling and then you that and then you start to sweat a little bit you got the hoodie on oh my god like you know what I'm saying like so I say this because one of the most important pieces of advice I can give for any DJ is just always be happy and if I ever fuck up or if anything happens while I'm up there on stage I'll literally look up and I'll be like holy shit I'm one of the luckiest human beings on the planet this is amazing. I'm in another fucking state. I might be in another country. It happened in Turkey and Lebanon. I looked up multiple times and I was just like, I'm one of the luckiest human beings on the planet. This is so fucking yeah, like, amazing. This is your job. This you is know? so fucking amazing. So it's, cool. not, dude, it's, it's life, dude. It's, it's, it, I mean, on the dance floor, so much goes down on the dance floor. When you're in a festival, some of the craziest mental experiences when you're in the crowd and you can just feel different people's energies and you're like yeah. dancing and then you catch someone out your peripherals and they end up being homies or you get some weird guys bumping yeah. into you dude they, 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 the, you know it's funny it's like I, I love ga but i have like anxiety so i don't like do that <laughs> i love that. Like, i mean i love ga but i like backstage but like uh you know the, the best crowd though is like in the ga area because you get to meet some oh, really yeah. cool individuals oh, and yeah. um you know i had a backstage for Chobi and um yeah, my friend's like, "Oh, did you go backstage and like say hi to these DJs?" I'm like, "Dude, honestly, I never even used the fucking pass." Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I was having Guys, so was much just, fun in GA. I didn't even like. It's good to have it for the better bathrooms. The better bathrooms are always nice. You know, yeah. so you want the VIP for those nice, clean porta potties. Because I'll tell you one thing, one thing I'm starting to learn about getting to like headline shows and whatnot. One of the really nice things is like you're about to go on. I remember, you know, festival porta potties and whatnot. One of the perks having a nice bathroom, dude. That's nice. You just like in that bathroom beforehand, you're like, nice, dude. All right, cool, dude. I don't have to like worry about stepping in a pile of shit and being covered in piss right now, dude. These are the these are the perks, dude. Have you ever like before like going <laughs> on just wanted to throw up? No, no, no. no, no. So for me, like people always ask and they'll be like, yo, you get nervous uh-huh. and whatnot and all this stuff. And literally, my response these days has been just, dude, it's automatic because. You know, you're talking about the, the stage president and mm-hmm. being a goofball up there and everything. And like, I don't know, dude, I love entertaining people. I'm very, very fortunate where like I know everybody has something that they're supposed to be doing. And then the more that you do it, the crazy thing that I've found is that in all aspects of life, it sounds hokey or whatever, but the universe it really does just kind of like provide. And if something shitty is happening, the more you're doing what you're meant to be doing on this planet, mm-hmm. like the universe really does provide and take care of you in a lot of ways. You can call it like a flow state or whatever. So I just know that um, like I've always been meant to entertain people. I love just like fucking, I love making, making people smile. I, I can't, it's just where I, I, I just naturally thrive. Maybe it's because I'm a Gemini, I'm crazy. So anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I'm so, asparagus. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Dude. Now you're making me hungry. But anyway, just like uh, DJing is half the battle. And so the missing link to that is knowing how to make banging tunes. And one of the things that's helped a lot with production is, um, you know, like, you know exactly what you want to go down on the dance floor. So then when you're in the studio, you're like, oh, this is going to fucking kill yeah. it. This is going to kill it. I want to go crazy. And then literally I'll be in my studio alone late at night and then i'm like in there and i'm like bleh, bleh, bleh. i'm like oh and then i'm doing all this crazy stuff where i'm like completely alone and making all these ridiculous faces and then the faces that i'm making as i'm playing are the exact same faces that i'm making when i'm alone in the studio as i'm like making like, the first time. exactly dude, exactly exactly and i'm like oh it's just gonna be crazy it just comes out and that's why when i'm playing my own music i normally get a little bit I mean, if you, I mean, if you love your music that much, you know what I mean? Some of you love it too. You know, if you can't even, it's like ones are like, if you can't love yourself, man, how do you expect to fucking have somebody else? I totally agree. And it's, uh, it's probably, you know, it's bad, but I'll listen to my own stuff probably more than anyone. I'm probably the most Spotify streams. (laughs) You are your own. My own Spotify streams, dude, literally. No, my buddy who I trained with, Brian, um, we'll be working out and he's probably so sick of it, but it's funny because he says to me, he's like, you know, it's really cool, man. Because I'll be working on a new idea and then I'm playing it over the speakers while we're lifting or whatever and we're working out. And then like I'll come back and the new idea is a little bit better. 
And then three months later, the track's out. And he's like, you know, it's really funny because I've been listening to that in the gym for the past three <laughs> yeah. months. He's probably so sick of it by the time it actually comes out. But, dude, no, I love listening to my music, especially when I'm working out. Dude, at, everything. At, at first, I don't know, maybe it's sing with, like, music stuff. But, like, at first, like, listening to these podcasts, yeah. I, I hate I hate my voice. Uh, I no, like, you got a good voice. Yeah, get out of here, bro. You're crazy, bro. You're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy, bro. You're crazy. Uh, You're crazy, bro. You're uh, right, but at the beginning, you know, I was like, fuck, I just hate hearing myself. Yeah. I've mean, been doing this for, like, years and stuff. Yeah. between all the vlogs. Uh, I'm just so used to it by now. So like now I'm just trying to get better. When I first started, and it, and it goes, I think, with like everything that you do in life is like when you first get started, you're gonna be making these mistakes. Yeah. The amount of times I fucking stuttered. My first exactly. fucking episode of the um um uh and um today remake. So and I was like, you know, and now I'm like fucking just doing these interviews. I used to have like a pen and paper, not don't lose track. And now I've been doing this so many times, I'm just like, you know. Tell me about how much that festival cost you. Yeah. <laughs> you're just coming up with stupid questions. I don't want to talk money. Yeah, let's do um, it today. But, uh, dude, I mean, and that's kind of going back to the, the conversation we were having earlier about, like, you have this realization the time's going to pass. And that really goes, the message that I would want to give to anybody, doesn't matter what it is. Maybe, like, you're super into sports and you want to start, like, a sport podcast or, like, you mm-hmm. eventually want to be on ESPN one day. Like my dream, bro, the time is going to pass anyway. So just start making the steps towards it it because 40 years from now, you could be that old ass dude who's like an anchor on TV, but get to start 40 years ago. Just do it because you're just going to feel like you're progressing towards something. And that's exactly what was going on with the music of like, wasn't doing it. And then it just made me a shittier person. Like I I had friends that were um, doing it better than I was in, in the sense of like, they were getting gigs and they were still pursuing their passion mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And like, I'd be like low key jealous. And then Oh I'd my be, God. The comparison game. Yeah, dude. I'd be jealous. Yeah. And then I'd be thinking like, wait a second, dude, stop being a jealous little bitch. And just like, yeah, dude, it's like, so it makes hard. You a shittier person. I, I, don't do that. I know, but I feel like yeah. it's just like a normal thing. We all go. Through. It is normal, but don't do it. It's <laughs> just, <laughs> no, because, because literally if you're jealous of someone, dude, look, it's not jealous. You, I don't think it's jealousy. Want... I think it's that you feel that you should be in a higher a higher place. What what are you doing wrong? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I would just I would say this. One of the most um, important pieces of advice, whatnot. Like, if you're a real friend and you really do care, mm-hmm. you should want everyone to succeed. Yeah. There's so much space. I hate when like people view stuff as a competition. There is so much space. I mean, healthy competition is good. Don't get me wrong. I'm. I like that with like friends, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, all right, I made this, then they made something better. And then I'm like, damn, all right, that's inspiring. Yeah. So literally, I've, I've had so many people in Atlanta say, dude, like everything you're doing is very inspiring. And what that means to me is that they know me and they know that I'm just a fucking normal ass dude. I'm just a goofball having a good time and I'm having success. And then they'll look and they'll be like, well, fuck, Sam's doing it. Yeah. Why are not? But instead of being jealous or mad or whatever, getting inspired and then taking their game up to the next level, I've had so many people in Atlanta give me messages and stories. And it was the same thing. I've told some of my friends, where I was like, bro, after college, like you kept doing it. And I'm talking about one of my DJ homies. He knows who he is and I love him very much. And I was like, bro, you kept doing it. And like, I was low key jealous because I'm working my yeah. office job and I'm seeing you like play this festival. And it like, it just, again, it, jealousy, there's so much room to eat. Use that as inspiration yeah. and go and do it on your own because it's just a better life. What I learned is, uh, you know, you get jealous of somebody's success and all that stuff. But in your eyes, that's all they do, right? So you don't really know a person. So your jealousy has no substance because you actually don't know what the fuck they're going through. Exactly. I've had people literally be like jealous of me and like what I've been going through and all, exactly. all, those, all those stuff that I show, right? Yes. And then later I'm like, oh, by the way, I, when I got out of the military, I was like I got out of the military, like this and this. I'm, I do surgery. I do like, they're like, whoa, wait, what? Yeah. And you're doing this? Yeah. And at this point, it's not like, it's deserved. My, my guy, I thought you yeah. were just only doing it. I thought this yeah. was your day job. Yeah. Bitch, this ain't going to pay the damn bills. You think I you know, my Tesla? I know. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to have a Tesla now because gas is going to $10. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. That's I don't, I don't expensive. Know. I, I have a Jeep. I have a Jeep. I have a Jeep. It's busted. Yeah. No, um, no I, I, dude, I completely agree. And, um, you know, I guess just coming full circle here, like it just really is, it just makes life so much better when you really are working towards that thing that you want to work towards because there's just no reason there's no reason not to there's just really no reason not to and um 
Yeah, I don't even know where we're talking. I'm still pretty hungover from yesterday. <laughs> Dude, but, so, yeah. sometimes I like I have such bad ADD, man. And like, yeah, I, you're I, telling me, oh, I'll be like mid conversation. I'm like, wait a minute, what <laughs> like, I remember we're talking about comparing yourself to other people. So basically, yeah. comparing yourself to other people, dude. It that is one of the things, dude, with the whole Instagram lifestyle and all this and that. It it is it is shitty. And the crazy thing is, people talking about like Zuckerberg and the metaverse, bro. We're already in the metaverse. You know what I'm saying? Your Instagram profile, mm-hmm. like everything, it's like your digital business. Social cards. media runs my life. I'll yeah, be 100 honest. My, my Spotify, my SoundCloud, my Instagram, my you know, all that shit runs my life. Yeah. YouTube runs my life. YouTube will determine whether or not I'm fucking happy today. Sometimes. No, oh, like, we can't do that. We can't do that. We can't do that. But yeah, I'm like, come on, guys. I'm the, 20 in. subs away. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, Put <laughs> that energy in there is important. I I yeah. do understand though, and, and kind of coming back to. The one of the very first things you're talking about of like you know how do you, you put a song out to get five views yeah dude i would say i would say that um if if and when that does happen you're asking about some mm-hmm. challenges i'll tell another story my first release triangle when it came out dude the label didn't even they forgot to tell me that it was out so literally like this is the first release of my life this yeah. is huge i'm so excited your this first is step. everything <laughs> And literally, I was just like on Beatport one day and I was like, I haven't gotten a release date yet. I wonder what the labels put out. Maybe it finds coming up soon. Yeah. And uh, and then literally I looked and it was like uh, Friday and it came out on Wednesday. I was like, oh, that's my track. And it came out two days ago. So embarrassed. I was like, so first the initial, we're talking about the bouncing and how yeah. to bounce back. So the initial boom, stab in the chest. Uh, I had this whole post ready to make and I was so excited to talk about it. And now I have to go out into the world and be like, hey, my release came out three days ago because that's how actually, whatever, dude. But yeah, I didn't even get told about it. It's super embarrassing. And, um, but then literally I was like, okay, boom, you know, and then completely rallied, talked to yeah. all my friends. I was like, yo, can you support me? This and yeah. that. So I posted about it, totally rallied and picked the whole thing back up. But yeah, dude, for I mean, me, it's one of those unprofessional things. And I try to, I, I try for the most of be professional. Let's still be goofy, have fun. Yeah. Like most of the times, I'm drinking beers. We're smoking yeah, weed while we're doing yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. So like this is this, this is what the kind of podcast that I wanted. Yeah, exactly. I'm bringing this environment and stuff. Um, Dude, I mean, most of these podcasts these days, yeah. There's one I just randomly found called No Jumper, and it's like got a million plus. They bring some funky people on there. It's pretty funny. But yeah, you're hanging out, with Joe Rogan. You know, you're just like smoking yeah, weed, whatever, dude. Having a good time. I totally agree. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of what I want to be. They, if I am. 30 years old. Fuck, I'm, I'm 40 years old. This is too late for me to start making music. Bro, come on. It's never too late. You got that famous story about like Colonel Sanders. Like he came up with the, he had the recipe, but he didn't, I think it was like 62 or something uh-huh. like that until like the first KFC ever yeah. became invented. I don't know. Someone Google that fact check on that <laughs> Google one. It but like, there's a story about like Colonel Sanders and he didn't start the first KFC until it was like his late mid 60s, early 60s, yeah. or he was really old is the point. And like that's one of a bajillion examples. It's never too old. You see that thing on the internet about the eighty-year-old woman who's taking up salsa dancing. uh, You know what I'm saying? Like hot mama. It's spicy mama. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you know, and and I think what gets the people, man, is like, man, and it goes back to me, like these like gatekeeper elitists or whatever. Uh, My friend, you know, Armistice, she was trying to like uh, make music. She was just starting off. By the way, like her mentors, like Lucy James. So she's doing she's doing all the right steps to get to where she needs to get to. And this guy goes. It's like, yeah, you know, you just, you shouldn't be playing right at, at this event just yet. You know, you really need to like work your way up. He's like, I've been doing this for 10 years. I'm telling you, you're not yeah, ready. Yeah, 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 and she's yeah. telling, she's like, so you're telling me I, I got to like wait 10 years because you waited 10 years exactly. and you've never even played at a festival. Exactly. You, but, That's gatekeeping. We don't like that. Bro, like, there's no it's rules the, yeah. that say you have to fucking play music yeah, for 10 years. Yeah, we don't years. like that. We don't like that. Well, and, and, and I've had, I've had. I don't want to say people, but I've had persons uh, come at me and be like, man, you're just getting into it, blah, blah, blah. I've been doing this this long. And the thing I say is like, motherfucker, you have no idea all the shit I went through, mm-hmm. starting with the first show going back to 2009. I've had Ableton since 2010, and it's literally been a mental battle. And I'm not like trying to flex. I'm like, oh, yeah. it's taken me this long, and you have to wait this long, too. It's like, you have no idea all the shit that I went through just to finally get to the point of saying, I am going to finally, there's two views in, uh, in Ableton live in session view. And then you make, um, what you might call it, you can make mixes in session view. So basically all my Ableton people, I'm going to fucking switch the views and actually get open up, up a mini keyboard and actually get into producing. Like that's a nine year battle. And like, yes, I did just launch my first song in 2020 and I'm beyond grateful 
for the rapid amount of success. Mm -hmm. I'm second year in, I'm already just through Instagram, no representation, all DIY as fuck. I make the joke, I call it BYOB, build your own brand. Because literally, bro, it's a grassroots DIY movement all through Instagram of just like yeah. meeting homies. And I was able to put together an entire international tour just through Instagram second year, which is crazy. But um, I say that because, yeah, I put my first song out in 2020, but this has been going on since 2009. Yeah. All those experiences of experiencing dubstep and being a walk and then getting into trance and getting into big room and all this stuff built up my palette to be able, and then everybody who's a producer knows you got these noises in your head and it's just communicating that to the doll. Is, oh, that too. <laughs> that too. What's that? Okay, yeah. <laughs> what, what Who's that? that? <laughs> but, um, but being able to put that onto the canvas that is the doll and being able to paint that picture because, you know, with electronic music and especially techno, you think about it, the way I like to think about it, it's like a painting and you're creating an environment. And basically what you're trying to do is you're trying to suck the listener into that environment and then you're basically putting them into this sounds or this the soundscape, um, you know, place where if you close your eyes, you know, like reservoir, you're thinking about it. And it's just like you're thinking flowing water and there's like a beautiful sunset, like all this stuff. It's like the happy little tree guy, Bob mm -hmm. Ross. We're like, I'm like happy little accident. And I'm like, oh, wait, that noise sounds cool. It's a happy little tree right over here. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm going to put this there and then we're going to paint some birds and all this other stuff. So um, that's exactly kind of how I think about music and production. And, uh, you know, one thing I've been doing a whole lot, I would say to all my techno people, you'll hear call and response. That's like a major thing. Umek likes to uh -huh. talk about it. Like it's a conversation between the masculine and the feminine. You have the call and the response, the answer to the question. And so like you'll have a feminine, which can be like a pretty little DGGGG melody. Mm -hmm. But then the response, which is masculine, will be like a big, angry, aggressive rah, kind of sound yeah, or yeah. whatever. Bah, bah, so, but the one thing <laughs> I've been thinking about a whole lot with my new stuff that's been helping is not just the call and response, uh -huh. but the push and the pull, if that makes sense. So basically, I really want to make sure that like, as I'm doing it, you're like on the edge of your seat, and you're getting pushed in, but then I'll make sure to have like a very well timely place reverse that kind of sucks you out. So like that will help with the bobbing up and forth because techno, I wanted to be bouncing. I wanted to be dancing. I wanted to be like a yeah. thing that's happening in your mind. Like you're tripping balls on acid where like, it's like, a blah, 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 blah. And you're like seeing this stuff, but you're getting pushed and then pulled. And then, yeah, I just went on a rant, but yeah. Fucking love it. That's been helping me a whole lot. So definitely call and response, but also think push pull. Hopefully yeah. that resonates with a couple of people. That's been helping a lot. If you could give, any advice to just any new producer coming into the game? So what was favorite, favorite advice right, to give out? So we touched on a lot of things in, in the beginning. Uh, be patient. Make sure that your shit is actually good enough before you put your identity online as far as um, who you are to the world. Because like I said, you put shit out, then you're going to have a whole bunch of people think, ah, oh, he's really not that good. And then you have, you're literally, it's like if you buy a stock for a hundred dollars, and it goes down to 50, like you have to then double it just to get back to a hundred mm -hmm. before you can, you know, make any money on that stock. So literally if you put out garbage and people were looking at you like a hundred and they're looking at you like a 50, you got to double the work just to build, dig out of that hole. You know, so it's funny, you're talking about money. And yeah. I just remembered that doing like creating this brand that we've created, right? Mm -hmm. Our own brands mm -hmm. takes them a lot of fucking money. Yeah, it does. I, I, mean, I, but yeah. I spent so much money on just free merch that I give out, you yes. know, like free stuff. Like I give out like fucking 30 shirts out of each other. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just give it out. Yeah. Why? Because I just want to see you smile. I just want to give things out. Yes. You know, but all that shit takes money. Like, uh, you know, fucking ads take money. Yes, you know, dude. editors take money. Everything takes so much money. So there's a whole lot of... um. I guess, differentiating opinions on yeah. this. And what I'll say is, is that the work that I do on the side or not the side, my main job and whatnot, <laughs> like I know that like 50, 60 year old me is probably going to be like kicking myself in the ass. But instead of just like donating, putting stuff into a 401k, I call it like the dream fund. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I want to make sure that like, and it goes back to, and this was the, how I was going to answer your question about put some out with five, getting five streams after, you, you know, you spent a year on it. Like, I want to make sure that I've done everything I can to have a budget for promotion because, like, I've learned so much Instagram story ads. I've made so many. That's how my turkey tour came out was through running Instagram story ads. The Facebook algorithm gets you the lowest cost per click. And so all of a sudden, my ads were just cranking in Turkey. And Istanbul is literally my number two uh, country that listens uh -huh. to me or a city that listens to me 
to uh, to like Berlin, somewhere in Germany. But um, it was just in Berlin. Oh yeah, but but yeah. So basically, that and and making sure that you have a budget for promotion because you know people can hem and haw and bitch about it, mm-hmm. but that's just the reality. I mean, every major corporation out there they put advertisements out to get their name out there. One hundred percent, man. And so, like, dude, Insomniac's you, doing it, yeah. and you're not better than Insomniac. Yeah, I, I, mean, yeah. I mean, you can literally sit in the corner and be pissed off and bitch about it, or you can like bust your ass yep. and work really hard to make sure that you are giving yourself all of the tools for success. So literally you're talking about money. Like I met my creative agency guys that helped my whole brand. That doesn't, that doesn't, they do uh, Adam Bayer and Drumco. They yeah. do. I'm very, very lucky to have them. Grateful shout out to NYX. Um, literally they handle Amelie Lenz and Exhale, her entire agency. They just signed Bayer and Drumco. They handle Panpot and Second State. I mean, these guys are very, very good when it comes to that. They developed my entire brand. And then basically the idea of putting the saw wave into the name and with the saws I put in the music, genius. But um, yeah, I mean, literally that, having a guy to help with um, uh, playlisting on Spotify to make sure that you're getting good, organic, not botted, um, actual playlists from like small and medium. That takes pitching. That takes yeah. a lot of elbow grease. But yeah, dude, I mean, I, going back to advice for new producers, put a budget aside and learn on your own. Like, okay. How is the best way to run ads? Tone Den is a great mm-hmm. resource. I totally recommend that if anyone's at toneden.io. That's a great website for running Instagram ads for dummies. Um, yeah, man, just make sure that uh, you have a budget. Be patient. Another piece of advice for new producers, build that circle of people that give good advice because you need to build up. And that's why one of the things I love to do is to give people feedback on music. Yeah. I get a ton of Instagram messages and I try my best to give everybody feedback because that's so helpful and impactful. I do the same thing, man. The amount of like DMs I get and they're like, hey, I have this question. But that question is an hour-long conversation. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what, man? Let's get a video call going. I got you. Damn, that's fucking, that's legit, dude. That's good. It takes a lot of my time because I don't yeah, like, yeah. I have things going on, but I was like, you know what, man? Like if I maybe you'll remember me. That's what it's all about. It's road. all about helping, dude. It's all about helping people, man. And because literally the more value that you can give, I mean, dude, like I said, you're you literally the more you help the universe it really does and the more that you put out there and give value you'll get value in ways that you never even expect i'm fortunate just where i'm at i mean and i'm sure you feel the same way that we're just very lucky to be, be in the positions that we're in right now it's like you know and all i want to do is give other people those opportunities so it's like um one of my buddies you know had never been backstage before and i'm like oh fuck i can just get you back there. let's go pop that cherry i was like here let's go meet woolly real quick yeah that's sick dude. oh we're like, what Hey, oh, Boogie T's over here. Let's go say hi. Uh, that's <laughs> sick, dude. You know, it's like, no, exactly. I'm able to offer these opportunities. Yes. And I'm, I'm, I do this all the time. I'm like, let me give it to somebody else who's never even like, I'm exactly. blow their mind. Exactly, you know? dude. It's fun. That's it's what fun. I love doing. I right? totally agree. It's fun, dude. It's fun. It's fun to be the guy, bro. It's fun to be the guy. I remember I see, being yeah, the guy. It's fun to other people happy, man. Yeah. It's, it's such a fulfilling moment to just make somebody else's day. Totally agree, man. Totally agree. Um, Sam, where can people find you? Well, oh, what's your IGs? What's, what's your everything? So um, I would say definitely number one is Instagram. So follow me. I actually still to this day answer every single DM. Uh, I do my best to get to every message. So definitely if you can, uh, Instagram, follow me there. But then also Spotify is the big one. So I use SoundCloud all the time, but um, Spotify is, you know, what people care about. And that's yeah. the, the future. I use both because you're poor. Yeah, I mean, I feel like DJs all use SoundCloud. That's why the algorithm there will suggest some really good hot shit. So I'll go on like little rabbit holes of like where the radio station. Yeah, this is some good shit I never heard. But um, yeah, Instagram, Spotify, and um, Atlanta. (laughs) You Uh, find me in Atlanta. I live in Midtown Atlanta, so I'll see you guys there. I'll I'll have all your stuff down in the description below. Just go ahead and check you out and stuff. Um, we could talk for fucking hours, man. We, I totally agree. I got a plane to catch you. But, but it's already. like 11 something already. <laughs> so oh, for real? We have to. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm yes. 10 minutes later. We gotta, we, go. We, we gotta go. Um, so I appreciate you guys watching this episode, man. So Sam Wolf. I'm man. glad we were able to fucking man, do this. Man. Um, yeah, like, I just check this episode out. If you guys want to see us on video, it's on YouTube. Um, we look like shit. We're like, we're, he's hungover. I'm oh, hungover. Man. We fucking rested this morning. He was, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, like I said, every episode, I'll catch y'all in the next one. Peace.